Welcome back, friends. Today, I'm starting a brand new series called Who We Are. And over the next three weeks, I want us to explore this idea of us, people, and God. Of course, three weeks could never do such a broad topic justice. But what I want for us over the next three weeks is get a glimpse at our longings, our hopes, and what the Bible says about who we are in relationship to the world. I will use the resource from the Bible Project in the series to help us get the point across as we look at who we are. As we begin this series, I just want to encourage you to have the courage to ask the hard questions about faith and life. Because I believe as we touch on different topics, many questions will come up. And I believe that's really good. You're meant to ask things about life. So have the courage to ask. Because here at Circle, we value honest, hard questions. So much so, we consistently strive to create space for people to respectfully ask out loud about things we are curious about. Our hope is to cultivate a community where it is safe to explore, to wonder, and to seek. Whether it's through our Alpha program or through mentoring or Circle groups, we want all people to have a place to ask questions, to belong, and to celebrate together. After all, God promises that if you seek, you will find. And if you're lost, do not be dismayed. He's waiting and searching for you. So today, as we start this brand new series, I want to ask this question. Have you you ever been in a place that felt like heaven? Have you ever been in a place that felt like heaven? I think for me, especially when I was really little, The place like that was my grandparents' house. There was a a sense of safety and comfort and protection and just freedom from any kind of anxiety or worry. When I was there, it was like nothing else really mattered. It was like as if I was in another world. Whatever else was going on in my life, at school, with friends, even with my parents, was no longer a worry. I felt safe and secure there. And no matter what, Grandma constantly fed me so much food so I didn't even have time to be hangry about anything. I was always fed. Now, when you think of this question, did you have a place like that in your life that just kind of felt like heaven where things just aligned perfectly? Now, like me, it could have been a real tangible place with real people who cared for you and loved you or maybe it was a place that your mind went to or a memory, or another space that seemed to give you comfort and peace. Maybe for you, it's like escaping into a good book, or a movie, going to a theater. Maybe it was art and painting. Maybe it was playing or watching sports. Maybe it was going on a hike and seeing the majesty of creation. Or maybe it was looking to the eyes of a newborn. Whatever it was, was there a place that you felt like things just aligned perfectly? And the worries of the day seemed to just melt away when you were in that place. Because it felt, well, just like heaven. Now, before I continue, before I go any further, I know that some of you are watching or listening and maybe you had a very hard life or maybe you have a hard life right now. And glimpses and moments or times of safety or peace were very few, if any at all. And if this is you, I'm so sorry you're experiencing hardships like that in your life. And I want you to know that we here at Circle want to journey with you. So don't hesitate to request a prayer or conversation in our chat right now. One of our pastors will be with you, so don't don't hesitate. Click now. 
But whether you've had space like this or not, or just long for one, there's something in us searching for that moment of hope, peace, security, and beauty. We strive and try each day hoping that the next would be better. It is as if you were made for more than just running a rat race. It is as if you were made to intersect with hope and beauty, to be connected with a place and people who bring out the best in you, who support you, who care for you. It is as if you are searching for heaven your whole life. But what is heaven? I mean, we often use heaven as a description that I said just a little bit earlier, these moments of beauty, places of wonder, even relationships when things are going well. It feels like heaven. The awe-gripping moments make us wonder about the sacred. And something in us, when confronted with beauty and hope, longs and seeks to find and hold onto that divine sacred space. We all seem to be searching for it. So what does the Bible say about heaven? I mean, Christians often find themselves wrestling with the question, what is heaven like? And to be honest, the Bible doesn't say a lot about it, but it points to it. And it does tell us something. But to answer this question, what is heaven like, we need to look at the beginning of the story. We need to start right from the start. And in the start, we read, in the beginning, we read, in the beginning, God created. Now, you've heard this a thousand times, I'm sure, if you're a church person or if you read the Bible. But let the truth of this sink in. Let it just sink in for a moment. Allow it to hang for just a minute if this is your first time or a thousandth time hearing this. The first thing God reveals about himself in the Bible is not that he's loving, not that he's holy, not that he's all-powerful or gracious or just, which of course we learn in the Bible that he is all those things and they're awesome. But no, the first thing that God shows us at the beginning of time is that he's a creator God. We read that then as he begins to create and as he begins to create the world on the sixth day, during some time, he created humans in his own image and commanded them to fill the earth and subdue it. And this is more than just a call to reproduction. This is an explicit call to create, an invitation for humankind to reflect the image of the creator God in this world. God creates a world where he and people are together in a partnership, co-creating. The place they are in is a place of beauty, hope, and goodness. It is no wonder we have been constantly searching for this place, for this paradise ever since. We were designed for it. The Christian story is that God is a magnificent creator. And when God first created the Garden of Eden, the heaven and earth, this place, they coexist in the same realm. Now, this is a reality that's sometimes hard for us to wrap our heads around, but we learn that humans dwelt with God in the garden, in the space, and it was like paradise. And this was God's intention from the beginning, that, uh, that heaven and earth would be one. His space and our space overlapping. But as we continue the story, we learn very quickly that sin entered the world. uh, Spurring against the intention God had for us in this place. The reality of choosing our way over God's way brought death into the world. And drove a wedge into the two realities. In God's space, that's heaven. And our space, the earth. 
They could no longer be one space because of the destructive power of disobedience and death. Because God's realm, being perfect and purely holy, no longer was able to coexist with our realm. And heaven and earth were driven apart. Thankfully, God had a plan to bring them back together. So I think, I believe it's important to start our conversation in this series of who we are with this biblical reality. God created us and a place for us with him to be together. It was our choice to rebel causing the split, but something significant remained. The longings we have are birthed in us from creation. We were always meant to be in God's presence, working with him, through him, co-creating. Meaning this realm, this place of God's presence is a paradise, a state of being in which everything is in its right place. A realm where the favor and peace of God rests on everything and we were meant to be part of it. But there was a disruption, a wedge between us and God. Meaning our work, our identity to be co-creators became removed from God's space. Removed from what he intended. So because we're in his image, we continue to create many great things, good things. But in doing so, we also created out of our fallenness. Designing destructive and often selfish patterns and ways of living. Living and acting apart from God created more trouble. Death, murder. Greed, pain, injustice, inequality. These are the things that we create when we are wedged from God's space. But there's a couple of things we should notice before we get too hard on ourselves. Is that God does not want this to be a reality forever. He did not want us to be apart from him. He does not want us to create in chaos. He, wanted, he does not want us to struggle. And because of that, right from the beginning, he sets in motion a way to bring the realms back together. So to remedy this, we see that God begins to interact with people, reminding them who he is. Constantly prodding or pulling, guiding people to live justly, mercifully in a world that is chaotic, broken, and dark at times. In fact, God eventually institutes a people group, ancient Israel, to be a light to their neighbors, to show people who God is like. And ultimately, he comes into the world as Jesus, to defeat death. This is so significant for our conversation because despite the separation of God's space from our space, Christ begins to restore and build bridges of hope through his life and teaching. Everywhere on earth that Jesus visited, he brought little pieces of heaven with him. And though mankind ultimately killed him, his death created a permanent access point between heaven and earth. And, though his, and through his return, one day, will, be, will bring both of these realities back together. So the second thing we should really notice in this is that our longings are for heaven. Aren't they? We want the perfect relationship. We want the perfect family. We want the perfect community. We want the perfect job, the perfect home, the perfect friends. We want eternity. Our desires, even though skewed, long to return to come back to this overlapping reality of God and us. Heaven and earth. Now, a famous quote by Fedor Dostoevsky, a famous Russian author, said this. 
beauty will save the world. I love this quote. The depth of this phrase meant much more than just a cute quip. Dostoevsky was claiming that despite the ugliness of life, the existence of beauty shows and points to an overlap of heaven and earth, pointing to a reality that existed at one time and will again. Who we are is marked by where we were created to be and who we are created to be. To help us understand this, let's check out this Bible Project video on heaven and earth. New heaven and new earth. I love this accurate biblical description of who we are, who we were meant to be. Our longings were always meant to be with God within his space. A part they seem to lack and leave us still wanting, still looking like something's missing. The good news is that heaven and earth are being reunited because of Jesus in him and through him. And amazingly, the part we learn is that as, as, it was, as it was intended from the beginning, we have a part to play. As his image bearers, as his co-creators, we are again invited to be part of the movement. Because God began the process as he came into the world in Jesus to bring God's space into our space. We can realign to God's original purpose from the beginning for us to work in this world and be co-creators. As we submit to the agenda of our creator, we'll be on the lookout for ways in which we can glorify God and love others through the things we create, participate in, or invite others into. Part of Jesus' calling for us was to create God's spaces everywhere we go. We do this by living out Jesus' example, instructions, by giving our lives to him. To the one from whom the, from the moment of the fall began the process of bringing all things back together. This way of living is a, is a humanity that seeks to live in the way of Jesus. To be a movement of change and hope. Apostle Paul calls anyone, um, anyone who took on the call of Jesus a new creation. Look what he says in Corinthians. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone, the new is here. The overlap begins when we begin to accept Jesus into our life and see him for who he is. Now, if you're considering this promise of new creation and you've never considered this, would you reach out with us now in the chat and one of our pastors will be with you. We'd love to begin this conversation of new creation and what does this look like? So who we are, according to the Bible, are people made in God's image created to create. And in Jesus, we are invited to be cultivating the world in the way of God. We are partners in this journey, not passive observers. We are gifted and empowered to be able to be part of the change, part of the movement that not only highlights moments of heaven for us and others, but in fact contributes to bringing heaven and earth together. We have a mission, friends. We have a calling and a purpose that can only be realized, can only be fulfilled when we, align our, when we align ourselves to this calling. We were made for this. When we begin to realign our imagination to this calling that God has for us, 
we begin to see the sacred God spaces everywhere we go. We'll begin to live in the way of Jesus. And the more we see the image of God in other people, the more we actually live this out in our lives, the more we begin to love our neighbors and love our communities. The more we begin to not only hope, but create pockets of spiritual resistance to the forces of evil that aim to divide us, destroy us, or put us into bondage of addiction and destructive lifestyles. Again, look at Apostle Paul in another letter that he writes to the Philippians. Look what he says. Paul first addresses those who live for themselves in destructive ways. And then he says, those of you that chosen to be part of this new creation, those of you that are the new church, those of you are wanting to live in the way of Christ, you are now, but our citizenship, you were those that have chosen this new creation, but our citizenship is in heaven. Not waiting for us, is in heaven now. We are citizens of this new world, this overlapped reality. And we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so they will be like his glorious body. What an amazing promise that Paul illustrates for us here. You see, what he's saying is that your citizenship is now in heaven. When you choose this new creation, when you follow Christ, you are a citizen of a new world an overlapped world of God's space and our space. And Jesus created this opportunity uh, for the reuniting of heaven and earth and calls us into this mission to be part of it now. This is what we strive for here at Circle as well. This is why we exist as a church, both local and universal, to be a place that overlaps heaven and earth. This is why we invite others to join and check us out. And this is why we encourage and support and impact our community because we were designed for this from the beginning. We were designed to be agents of change. And Apostle Paul is drawing out, what he's drawn out for us is that anything else, anything else we do or pursue outside of this calling will always fall short. Oh sure, it will have momentary satisfaction and glimpses of goodness. For sure it will. But when they're on their own outside of this calling, they will never satisfy. No amount of money, no amount of power, no amount of sex will satisfy in the end. Because none of those things in themselves have the power of, of our original destination. They don't have the power of the presence of God in eternity. Now, C.S. Lewis, great writer and thinker, used imagination to draw attention to this heavenly home that we all naturally long for. His writing gave imagination to what this place might be like, that anything else would never feel like true home. Notice how in his famous Narnia series, Jesus draws out this reality for us as one of these fictional characters in this children's story. He encounters finally heaven and he says this, I have come home at last. This is my real country. I belong here. I'm a citizen of this new reality. This is the land I have been looking for all my life, though I never knew it till now. These are the longings that we have. I never knew it, but this is my home. Come further up, come further in. Our longings and hopes are a search for this real country, for this real home, for heaven and earth overlap together in God's presence. Friends, the promise we have is not only that Jesus did all he needed to do to save us and build a bridge between heaven and earth for us, 
but that he's also coming back. One day at his return, heaven and earth will fully overlap. New heaven, new earth. Until that day, friends, we have a part to play. We're part of the movement. We're part of the hope. We're part of the co-creation with God. Who we are is a people called into bringing heaven to earth. What an amazing calling, guys. What an encouragement it is for me that despite the chaos we may see, despite the brokenness we see in this world, we play a part with Jesus and in Jesus and through Jesus, restoring the world. And so till that time, we have glimpses of heaven. We have moments that feel so great. But one day, all things will be finally realized and we will truly be home.